right, guys. Thank you for joining me today. This is The Angry Prepper. Today's episode, episode 51, is going to be on the differences between a first aid kit and a trauma kit. Now, a first aid kit is a kit that handles minor medical injuries and or minor ailments. Now, minor ailments being headaches, dizziness, diarrhea, um, stomach ache. Those are minor ailments. Though, dizziness and headaches can be a precursor to something bigger. First aid kits can carry Tylenol, Pepto-Bismol, uh, even some minor antibiotics. Now, for minor injuries, we're talking about cuts, scrapes, splinters, and minor burns. That being said, a first aid kit can only handle so much, which again are minor, minor injuries. Now, here's a question for you guys, and you can leave it in the uh, comment section below. Are you prepared to handle serious trauma injuries? Leave your answer in the comment section below. Now, trauma kits handle major medical injuries. Now, we're talking about lacerations bigger than half an inch long, slashes, stabs, shots, impalement, amputation, and crushing injuries, and even avulsions. And avulsions are where a large chunk of skin or muscle is peeled away from the body. Those are injuries outside of the scope of a first aid kit, right? So if you have a first aid kit and one of those uh, previously mentioned injuries happen, you might as well throw the first aid kit in the garbage. Now, sometimes first aid kits do have gauze and bandages, bandages just enough to handle a laceration and maybe even a stab. But once you get into the realm of shot, like I said, lacerations bigger than half an inch, you're going to need multiple bandages, right? Now, something is better than nothing, but a trauma call, and you'll know exactly what that is, what that is when you get there, right? So if somebody in your camp or in, on your compound or wherever it is you are in your uh, bug out phase, you're going to know the difference right away whether or not you're going to need a first aid kit or a trauma kit. Now, can you fold a first aid kit into a trauma kit? Absolutely. Uh, you could take a lot of the first aid items and put it into a trauma kit and then put that in your bag. Now, a trauma kit, while you're bugging out, it's going to be fairly small, right? It's probably going to be six by six um, and maybe two to three inches uh, in depth. That's going to allow you to put enough away and probably enough away for one or maybe two people. But if you are in a group, you all should have the same trauma kit and it should be set up the same exact way just in case somebody gets hurt and they can't access their own trauma kit, you know exactly how it's set up um, if you have to access theirs, right? So if yours, if you can't get to yours for whatever reason, you can access theirs and theirs will be set up the exact same way as yours is. So it's good to have items that are identical to one another when you're in a bug out group. If you're by yourself, whatever. But when you're in a group, things should be identical just in case things happen, right? People get hurt, killed, uh, injured, and you need to access theirs instead of yours 
it's set up the one and the same. Now, every trauma kit, all of them, there's probably no exception to this rule, should have a tourniquet inside. Every last trauma kit on this planet should have a tourniquet inside. Reason being, it's better to have it and not need it than need it and not have it. Now, granted, it depends on the severity of the injury, whether or not the trauma kit, uh, sorry, whether the tourniquet's going to even matter. But if it's a bad laceration to the arm, it's a bad stab wound to the arm or leg, something that you could tie the tourniquet around, it's going to save that person's life. Um, if they get hit in their carotid artery, obviously you're not going to use a uh, tourniquet around someone's neck. You need to have some kind of medical training too for a tourniquet. Yes, you put the tourniquet above the injured site, right? So if the laceration happens to be to the brachial artery, which is around the bicep area, you're going to go right above that laceration, not below, right? So you have to keep that in mind when you're applying a tourniquet. And applying a tourniquet is going to hurt. There's no uh, ifs, ands, or buts about it. Some people is excruciating excruciatingly painful and other people it's not but when you're clamping the tourniquet down you clamp it down till it stops bleeding right uh, of course bigger people you might get it to slow down but on average to thinner people you can get it to stop now there's a lot of uh, varying factors depends on the person uh, how fast their heart is beating because of the situation how slow their heart is beating because of the situation. There's a lot of things that play into uh, tourniquets, but nonetheless, you're going to put a tourniquet on uh, the wound, right? And you should have it in your trauma kit. You can also have one in your first aid kit if you like, but your trauma kit is your oh shit go-to kit, meaning a lot of the times I'm not going to break open my trauma kit unless there is a trauma involved. I do carry two first aid and trauma kits. I try not to dip into the trauma kit. Try not to use, band you're not going to have band-aids and trauma kits, but try not to use gauzes and wraps from the trauma kit if it's not a trauma. Try to uh, keep everything within the first aid realm if you can. Uh, as far as infections goes and things like that, antibiotics you should have in your first aid kit, right? So once the person has leveled out, you stitched up the wound if you have the capabilities to do so. You're going to use your trauma kit, your first aid kit, sorry, for the uh, antibiotics or any other little things you have in there. Now, suturing, that is a conversation for a different day. Once I learn how to do it, I will be doing a video on it. I have an idea how to do it. I could stitch any person clothes. I am just able to do it to keep you from one bleeding out and getting an infection inside the wound. But I am going to take a course on how to do it. I guess legitly or legally or not even, not legally, sorry. But, uh, you know, so it's better. So it doesn't leave a nasty scar behind. Because if you are a shitty uh, sewer, you can leave a nasty scar behind. But most people won't care as long as, it's, you know, as long as they don't die. I don't see anybody um, giving a shit what the scar looks like in a end of the world bug out situation. So other than that, this was... Uh, a tad bit longer of a podcast. Like I said, I'm trying to extend it longer each time I uh, come on the air. All right. So anyway, uh, if you don't hear from me in about a week, 
or two, I have left to Tahiti on Wednesday. So I should be getting this podcast out by tomorrow or Wednesday morning. Uh, or I'll be scheduling for Wednesday morning, sorry. But I'll be in Tahiti at that moment uh, when you start, when you listen to it, when you start listening to it, sorry. So other than that, guys, thank you for listening. This is The Angry Prepper. You can follow me on social media, on Instagram, Facebook, Tumblr, and Twitter. You can also head over to The Angry Prepper channel and like and subscribe to The Angry Prepper Urban and The Angry Prepper Outdoors. All right, guys, thank you for listening.